Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch free throws because they are free. Joshua Fisher, DJ, Nikki, Snacks, Kreider, and Alex Toss Me the Rock. Tosopolis, welcome back from Dallas, my dear friend. It is Monday, March 27th. Yeah. <laughs> I was lost in the sauce there. Does it even uh, matter these days? Does it even matter? Well, we're going to get into that. We'll lead off with the depressing in March Madness. We have a lot of great Just, stuff to talk about today with Lamar, MLB underway, yeah. and the disaster of the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, but sad. So, yeah, the only thing, the, words. The, only thing words. the only thing the date reminds me of is that we're getting close to the beginning of the month when I need to pay rent. And that's. That's what I really care about on the calendar these days. Yep. <laughs> or coming to an end of tax season or Ooh. April Fools. True. Or Ooh. yeah, yeah, be yeah. Be on your toes. Some of our High fav- alert for some that. of our favorite times in two weekends. A, a, an event that actually I don't think any of the three of us really really loved that much before we started doing this, but now have come to love not WrestleMania because I've always loved that, but have come to love, you know, in the coming in the past few years, uh, the Masters. I've liked it for a long time. But I feel like not as much as we've liked it since we've been doing that pool, since you know we've been covering it. I think that the, the love has grown. I can say personally that my love for golf generally has grown. Has grown since probably since I got golf. to college. Off of the Masters, I've, the I ma- watched I, every Masters like growing up. I've watched it, but I think my level of interest is it was never something I was looking forward to. Where I'm like, okay, I can't wait. Like April sixth through the ninth, locked in on the TV. Praying that my team is still going to be alive on Sunday. Uh, it's a great feeling to be of of all the like sports events, um, like going to the majors in tennis, going to the major championships in golf, going to World Series, uh, which you've gone to um, NBA Finals. Like, where does the golf majors, all four of them, rank on like things that you would like to do before you die on the sports list? Yeah, yeah. I'd rather watch it on TV. <laughs> Ditto. I'm not like, I mean, you've done a golf. I've never been into a golf event. The you've walk, never been to a golf event? No, the walking, the standing, the... But you're not really the guy to ask. you got to go to at least one and then, then make, the evaluation, then make the evaluation of like, yeah. I just, it's not as appealing. I'm not, I'm more of a TV guy at the bar with the crew in general than yeah. go to a game. Now, don't get it wrong. The World Series was an unbelievable, like out of body experience, but... At the same time, I just spoke to one of our other buddies who saw the Braves win two years ago, and he had gone to games in Atlanta, and he had gone to games in Houston, but he watched them clinch in New York City at a bar with a lot of people. And he said that was the best part. So it was disgusting. I was like, you know, I'm going home. Well, now, I guess we'll get into the horns. I was like, yeah. Because we were going to do it. We were going to. We had all intentions of making the trip to making Houston. Making the trip. I was, I was on the fence because I, I had plans for the holidays with my girlfriend's family, my family meeting, and I was going to New York. And that's why I confided in him. I was like, how was it, you know, not being there? He goes, it was amazing. Got it. That well, it didn't, even, said, it didn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Yeah, we, unfortunately. We'll start with our game. Um, I, wanted, I do want to say this. It was an unbelievable season. 
We made it to the Elite Eight for the first time since TJ Ford was there. We were in elementary school. Yeah. Sweet 16 for the first time since 2008. Kevin Durant was there. We had... You know, the narrative of this team to start the year was, okay, Chris Beard's here. We're a top 10 team. This is a team that can win the Big 12. This is a team that's a sneaky team, and maybe not even a sneaky team that can win the whole thing. Chris Beard's scandal happens. Everyone goes, oh, no, classic Texas. They blow a good roster. They choke once again. They're in the news. It's TMZ, five-star players, three-star mentality. Who's Rodney (laughs) Terry? He flopped at Fresno State. He comes in, keeps us exactly on course, we have the season we're pretty much supposed to have, and now he gets the job. And I'm in group text with people, and they're saying, oh, I want a big name. You know, I want a big fish. I want Calipari. We can get whoever we want. First of all, no, we can't. It does not work like that. Because I guarantee you, I don't think Mac Brown was the first choice. I, can't, I don't think Chuck Strong was the first choice. Maybe Herman was because he was a hot coordinator from Ohio State. And I don't, I don't think Sarkeesian was our first choice. The first choice was, was Nick Saban or Urban Meyer. No, neither of that was happening. Exactly. Yeah, we but do we think we that, want. that those guys were, like, let's talk about realistic choices. And I think that's what your point is, right? Is that, like, Calipari is not going to leave Kentucky, another blue blood school, to come to coach at Texas. Now, some guys would move up, like what Shaka did to, to try it. To give it a shot. Maybe McDermott. But if he, he's killing he, He's it, comfortable. He's comfortable at Creighton killing it over there in the Big East, which, yeah. again, is sending... UConn is probably the favorite to win the whole thing now, and the Big East will win the whole tournament. So why would you leave the Big East when it's just getting better? Yeah, I, you just got to look at the names that are available, and there's not really many guys that would either jump ship or are available. I mean, unless Jay Wright wants to come out of retirement and leave the broadcast booth, but he's chilling right now. He's won two rings! But ultimately... Your interim head coach stepped in and took your team to the Elite Eight. And what it's all about is winning as many games as possible. And like you said, this is the deepest tourney run we've had since we had TJ Ford. So I would say that's a massive success for Rodney Terry and the Texas Longhorn basketball program, and especially against the adversity that they were handed with the Chris Beard situation. So why would you look anywhere else? Why? We had one team that lost Northern Iowa. We were the sixth seed in the first round. We were the three seed and lost to Stephen F. Austin in a team that I was like, oh, that's our best team I've ever seen. That's a team that can go to the Final Four. This year with Rodney Terry, and we didn't even have probably our hottest player in the tournament with Dylan DeSue. First, second straight game. So our interior presence is minimal. Their ability to go to the line in the second half was astronomical. And they we outfouled them by 10-plus fouls. They were perfect from the line. It was almost an anomaly game. Yeah, they had 28 points off free throws. So, like, <laughs> we're probably a Dylan DeSue injury away from going to the Final Four. Now, do we beat UConn? I don't know. They've been absolutely demolishing teams. That Gonzaga game was not even close. That was an absolute. The closest a team has got to him all tournament was 15. They, like, they beat the you know what. And I, and I feel like this happens with UConn. Like, all of a sudden, like, we knew Sunogo was good. Jackson's like an NBA player. We were talking about NBA players. Jackson's an NBA player. Hawkins is probably an NBA player as well. So now they have three guys who are at least NBA caliber players on their team. I would say they're the favorite twin. This SDSU FAU game, I don't even know what to make of that. Um, but I think the hopefully U- San Diego State. I probably I'm, I'm anticipating it's San Diego State UConn final. But again, I mean this. FAU team has won a lot of games this season. They won a lot of games this season. It's just so crazy to me. UConn demolished. San Diego State, by and large, took care of business in the first round. 
FAU is a mistake away from not even be making it out of the first round. Miami was down to Drake. That was like our upset pick. They were down to Drake and like on a 13 to 1 run. They were down from us too. We, we had a 13 point lead. I mean, they've yeah. been coming back all tournament. Yeah. SDSU SDS, did the same thing against Alabama when they played them. Like, yep. And Creighton. They were down in the Creighton game too. There's, yep. some, there, there's an interesting theory that I've begun to have in these kinds of tournaments. When you're up by a lot with a lot of time left against a good team like San Diego State, like Miami, and you're not in attack mode anymore, and you're just kind of a lull in your game, and you kind of, you know, your the heart rate, you know, you're you get comfortable, you get a little more lax right. in your offense, and they're like attack mode, attack mode, go, go, go. It's a bit difficult to pick up, tick back up your pace. And so all of a sudden, when these teams start pouring on the points, and you look at it, I mean, I was watching Timmy hit free throws, you know, the, uh, on March Madness Instagram because he was sitting with his mom, and a story with his mom that they were putting up. Um, we were up by ten with nine forty-five to go, and all of a sudden, I looked. I remember looking back up. It was seventy to sixty-eight. I go, oh my god! Yeah, it when happened very, ha- when happened did very that quickly. Happen? They didn't even. They didn't even hit a three in the second half. And we were on our heels at that point. Yeah, they were um, hitting a lot of quick shots. And I looked, I looked, I think it was like 60-something to 60-something with like 14 minutes left. And I was like, oh, gosh, this is a high-scoring game. We don't tend to do very well in these type of games. Right. The games that we do really well in is when we limit our team to lower scores. And, of course, like, you know, that's easier said than done. And that's the obvious assumption here. But our offense always is able to keep up. Yeah, I, and another thing to Coach Terry, like, oh, they're Beards guys. He inherited Beards team. We were so good at limiting teams. We played Colgate, the best three-point shooting team in the nation. Xavier. Xavier. Penn State. All three top 15. They couldn't, they couldn't hit a three. Miami, yeah, they beat us. Couldn't hit a three. The defense on the perimeter that he implemented, I thought his game plans were good. It's the first time he lost after leading in the half. This guy, to me, earned his shot. And it's important, you were saying off air, to keep him there so we get a guy like Mitchell who should probably stay to stay. Yeah. Morris to stay. And you can return your team. And that's the key because you look at this Florida Atlantic team. Or, I mean, this is a very, this is a vet-heavy Texas team. It's the same thing that well, I all imagine. All the teams that, that made it were vet-heavy. Right. SDSU has how many? Six, yeah. seven seniors on their team? Like UConn. If you want to be a program that continues to have success, when you bring in a guy who's a five-star, like Arterio Morris, you have to retain that talent. You have to keep him on the team. Same thing with Dylan Mitchell. And for him, it's less about him staying. I'm not worried about him staying at Texas if he decides to not declare for the draft. But knowing that he can get a lot better and grow so much as a player in a way that he won't be able to um, if he heads to the NBA draft. And, I mean... The Texas program has had examples of it, right? Like, if I were Terry, I would say, like, look what happened with Greg Brown. And now Greg Brown is struggling to retain a roster spot on an NBA team. Didn't develop his game. Proctor and Duke, who it, I think is a better game than Mitchell, is returning. Right. In a way where, like, look, he can get so much better if he goes to the NBA because those, those skills trainers, those developmental coaches are top tier. They're the best in the world. But he won't have the opportunity to go into his sophomore season at Texas and then be like, you are the guy now. 
-hmm. We need you to be a starter. We need you to play 35 minutes instead of the 20 to 22 minutes you were playing. Even though he started every single game for us, he was essentially playing bench player minutes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah 13 minutes last game. Yeah. Rim runner, finisher. like Add a mid-range jump shot. Add a little little high post game. Corner three. Become a guy that sets every screen for Tyrese Hunter next season and rim runs and, you know, catches slips and then dunks um, and really become a guy that can score like 13 points and and, and almost average a a double-double. Then when you head to the NBA draft, like, you're a real valuable talent and you have the confidence in your game to back that up. He can average a double-double next season. Yeah. I mean, we saw that that block in that game last the night, block. and they were like, "Oh, it was a goaltender." It was like, "No, that guy just gets up." He gets. I, they were, we were watching people, and one of the non-Texas fans goes, "Dude, that guy flew." Yeah, and on He's the, the defense, one was a defensive foul, which it shouldn't have been. Um, and he, that block was incredible too. Yeah, he's a better athlete than Greg Brown is, but there sure. is a value. You can make money as a college player. There's still a value yeah. to stay and, and grow your game. Uh, real quick before we move on to Lamar Jackson, Final Four, take your San Diego State. You know, just objectively, good Final Four. Do we like this, or are we kind of like, man, a little, a little uninspiring? I don't mind because at the end of the day, like, it sometimes gets boring to see just like the Kansas, the Duke, the Kentucky, the Villanova, just like over and over and over again. So I like that we're potentially getting a first-time champion, you know, or a team like UConn that hasn't won in a little bit. Yes, yeah, since but, 2014. But been probably the most dominant team since the 2000s in regards to uh, do they will they if they win this year will they have the most national championships so three okay it's close i don't know if they're the most dominant the team. No, they're one of they're no, certainly one of certainly one of one of the best tourney teams in our lifetime for sure yeah i would probably say the most dominant college team since the 2000s let's say they win unc i think yeah. UNC's just been there a bunch. Nova's won. UVA has two. UVA one. has they one. Have one. Kansas. Kansas, Kansas has because their dominance in the Big Twelve last year and then. But the no, I, I, year. what I'm trying to say is I think I like that there's a lot of parity now. Duke. Yeah. And that like it Go literally this shows you that anybody in the tournament can win. Yeah, I would say I agree with that. I think for me it's like 50-50. It's like I understand where some people are coming from <laughs> and being like, no, this is amazing. None of these teams have been there. This is great. This is what it's all about. Three teams that have never even been to the Final Four. Forget if they even get to the championship. Um, but I also understand from the other side of it where it's like me, as a guy who really, really relishes watching tourney games because I get to watch top-tier talent performing at the college level and evaluating from like an NBA standpoint um, and, and seeing guys like come through and have heroic moments like Serge Barry Rice where it's like now an NBA team might, might take a, a swing at that guy, which is awesome. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. A guy like, um, you know, like Davion Mitchell and like what he became and how, how much higher he got, he flew up draft boards after that Baylor championship. Isaiah Wong, if he could take down UConn. We were missing some of that star power in this tournament now, in we this were, final four. But we were missing that in college basketball this year. I don't know we, about that. The Alabama the, team that a lot of people were picking. I love Brandon, Brandon, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller. I like, love Brandon Miller. He sucked this tournament. St- Dunk against San Diego State. Not no, not just against San Diego State. He had the Entire lowest tournament. lowest field goal percentage in, in tournament history over the course of all of his games. He for was, for the guy that three had, of, had that many attempts. Yeah. He was three of nineteen. He was brutal again. And that one game, yeah, he was he was not good. But we're just saying, like, we like Timmy's out now, right? Like Edie got bounced in the first round. Like Brandon Miller, the, the bigger names of college basketball are no longer there. I would I would say like UConn has a couple, right? And then like Isaiah Wong, great that he's there. Matt Bradley's been around in, in college basketball, even though he's not playing well right now. Um, I couldn't tell you like 
any one of these FAU guys. I didn't know them before the tournament started. And, and that's great, but I, I think you're probably, you might see that in the viewership of just less people caring now that it, for this next weekend. Uh, yeah, I can't. And I wouldn't be surprised. I, no offense to either of these teams, great that they made it, but I can't imagine there's going to be a lot of viewers for San Diego State FAU. Yeah. But I'm, but it's Nick will be watching. Nick will be watching. Be supporting our boy. There is a good. I'm glad that it's maybe not Kentucky, Kansas, Duke, and UNC all in the final four. Yeah, we get like. I would be cool with Miami getting. They, and they've been they've been close and close. And, and Jim Laranega's the first time since he was with George Mason, ironically the head coach there. So Incredible. He, he's been to the final four. Okay, Lamar Jackson requested a trade, pretty much at this point last month. Um, we've been pondering for. God knows how long. I mean, Christian pondering for God knows how long. Will he stay? Will he go? It seems like he's going. So I have my top three destinations in order. I'm well, give it, to you. it seems like he's, he's, I think at this one, it's pretty clear. He's either going or he's not playing this season. Right? I hate that. Yes. It does seem like that's the case. He will they never, don't have to trade him. They don't have to trade him. He will n- collect his money and not suit up for the Baltimore Ravens. That's, that would be my expectation. We've, his days Unless he has a massive change of heart, 180, essentially, which he seems like a guy who is, is prideful, as he should be. He's an yep. incredibly talented player and person. He, rep, he reps himself. Like, yeah, that, yeah. that tells you right there. That, right. Like, he's, yeah, not gonna, he's, yeah, a little he's not walking away from this, this trade request that he A little had. stubborn. Yeah. Get an agent, dude. Yeah. Get an agent, dude. Like, what this do you could do? have been resolved, I think. Sorry? This could have been resolved, I think, if you had an agent. That was, it would have been, 100%. Okay. Let's take out the not playing. Let's take out the Ravens. Top three destinations. You go first. You have your list already set up. So it's very fair. Number one, Indianapolis Colts. I think that they think they're in contention or have a roster that can contend. Good defense. You only have to give up two firsts. That's it. Mm-hmm. So you have your two firsts for Lamar. Then all of a sudden, they're right there with the Jags. Number two. But one of those first is going to be their top pick this year. Yes. The number four pick. Yeah. It's huge. It's it huge. For the, I mean, look, for the Ravens, good pick. Great pick. You could, do, you could get your quarterback to replace Lamar. You could move around. You could do a lot at the number four pick. Yeah. And then you get the Colts pick next year. So if they flop, you get that pick as well. So the Colts with Lamar Jackson, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr. Could be a fun team. Number two, we, I have been pondering what this team will do at quarterback. Because to me, the rest of the defense on the defensive line is good. The receivers are good. Commanders. Commanders. The Giants, the Eagles, the Cowboys are all coming to play. Yet the Commanders were 500 last year. Were they 8-8-1? Eight, eight, and one? I think so. Right there. Yeah. Right there. So they're 8-8-1. Eight, eight, and one. To me, they're going to be under new ownership. I think going after Lamar Jackson and making him the face of the franchise, giving up your two first-round picks, because right now you're at a position where you're drafting 16, you're not going to get one of the guys. Or if you do get one of the guys, you're going to have to give up more than you would be giving up for Lamar Jackson to go to like number three to get Anthony Richardson or Will Levis flyers. Yep. Number three, and this is one that I've been saying now for two weeks. Jets. Read my mind. It's almost as if we've been spending time together. The Jets balk on Rodgers, bail on this, give up your two first this year and next year, and go get Lamar Jackson. Call it a day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 
I would say that's probably my top three as well. Um, be curious to see if like the Packers are that in on Jordan Love, and maybe they want to get in the, the mix a little bit here if they end up sending Rodgers over to the Jets. Um, but that'd be really the only uh, other team I'd throw in there. Because oh. I don't think the Texans are ready. I don't think... Um, I don't like I don't think the Panthers are going to do it because they have the number one pick. They're going to have their pick at the of the sure, lot. But they're, they're taking Stroud, right? I mean, we've been saying the Bucks. I would say the Bucks have to try all they can to get involved. I just don't know what they can really offer mm-hmm. so. monetarily. I don't. I think they're right. the Bucks are a little tied up monetarily. Exactly. So you think that the Packers are in a position to potentially do a Slovakian swap? Sure. Why not? Yeah, Lamar's it's not proven buyback. And like talk about a roster that they think is like good to go and that can compete. And these guys have been winning the division consistently, except for last season. And not much is changing besides who's playing quarterback. Lamar Jackson to the Packers. And I do think the Ravens would prefer him to be in the NFC. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think outside of the teams that know who their quarterback is and know that they have a top five quarterback. Shouldn't everyone be making the call? Our boy Jack Settleman, uh, shout out to him and his family. He posted a tweet saying there's really only five teams that should not be considering Lamar Jackson. It's the Bengals, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Bills, the Eagles, and I think that's it. I would maybe throw in like... Maybe the Jags, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I would throw in the Jags. I would throw in the Jags. I would rather have Trevor Lawrence than Lamar. And yes. then, and then six I, teams. and then I think about teams like they can't. The the like the, the, the like, Browns cannot. Like if you're the if you're the 49ers, like what do you? You don't want to give so much up to where, cripple your future. And when you're a team that really like realistically can contend right <clears throat> and, right now, and you guys are with awesome, the current roster, you have. and you normally are awesome at drafting too. Right. I think John Lynch is a great. Sa- same with. I'm as a Cowboys fan, I'd be I'd be wary because we are we have been probably the best drafting team in in the NFL in the last ten years. We don't miss on our picks real, realistically. One, I can only think of one. Yeah. Who are you thinking of? Who are you thinking of? Taco Charlton. Right. It's that glaring that I can only think of one. Yeah. So I would I would maybe like if I were the 49ers and the Cowboys not entertain it, but everyone else. Why not? Yeah, I mean, there's Why only, not ask? There's a couple teams that definitely cannot. Like the Browns, you said. I don't think the Broncos can. I don't think the Saints can afford it. They've already made their move. Yeah, Saints made their move. So right. Same they, with the same with the Raiders. They're not trading him to the Steelers. Right. <laughs> you could basically count out the entire division. Yes. Yeah. What about the Finns? Dolphins. Yeah, I was gonna say Dolphins. Maybe. I, I actually know. think the I think the Panthers is kind of interesting. What about your Pats? I don't know. No. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think that's like Mac- a sneaky dark horse pick. Yeah, it is. But I don't dislike Mac Jones, man. Like I really don't. Yeah, but come on, Lamar Jackson or Mac Jones? Yes. Like, I'm cool riding Mac's cheaper deal. How much can Mac really surprise you? How much better could he really play than he a did? Lot, than he lot. did from his rookie season. In his rookie season, a bit better from his rookie season where we made the playoffs. Yeah, he's a pro bowler. Not because of him. There was one game that you won where I think he threw no passes, one pass. Hey, it was a windy. Day. It was a windy. Day. We beat the Bills. Beat the Bills. Bro. It was we a beat big, the Bills. Big game. It was a big game. It was a fun game. 
Give me Jerry Judy. Give me Jerry. Give give me dude. Save Jerry Judy from. They're not trading him. They say. Get me Jerry Judy, dude. I love Jerry Judy. I've always loved Jerry Judy. I think he's a player that's starving for a consistent. His quarterbacks have been Russell Wilson with Nathaniel Hackett, Repian, Drew Locke. I mean, it's been tough. Did he have? He didn't have Red Packs in lunch. That's been who was that one week though? He had a. he had Teddy two gloves at one what, point. Oh, yeah, he had the... He had the uh, what wide receiver was it that, like, stepped in his QB that one week? Yeah, Hinton. Yeah. Hinton. Was it Hinton? Yeah, Kendall Hinton. Kendall Hinton. Yeah. If, if the Broncos hadn't had to have given up the compensatory picks by bringing in Sean Payton, would Sean Payton be doing everything in his power to just somehow swap Wilson and, and Lamar and just get rid of him? Just get rid of Wilson? I would. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm sure he would, but that they would never. Of do course, that. they don't. Yeah, yeah. It would never. Too happen. deep in the hole at this point. Yeah. The. I think that. I think that he'll be gone within the next two weeks. Before the draft, you have to. You have to. There's you, there's a there's a deadline for this type of thing if you're giving up two first round draft picks. You need to be the teams need to be set in stone with what they're doing draft night. This is not a draft night move. In my are, opinion. Are we sure about that though? Because yes. He made the request on March 3rd, 24 days later right now. He had to tweet about the fact that he made the request. Clearly, like... Yeah, but are, he made the I, request. Are they like... They're one, both parties are trying to out-stubborn each other, and, and I feel like this is not a desperate move by him, but it is a move that, like... It, it was another card that he's playing. Yeah. No, I, I think that the, he made the request before the... the franchise deadline, the tag deadline, before all this happened. They were not going to trade him before they made their move. And their move was to either give him the exclusive tag or the franchise tag. And they made the exclusive tag so they know that they're locking in two first-round picks. Because I, I, I actually think that's a great move by the Ravens because based off history... Knowing now that the information of him requesting the trade... Yeah. You set your price and you call it a day and you get your two first. Because I think teams like Deshaun Watson trade, Russell Wilson trade, wouldn't you be a bit weary of all these trades happening and giving up to. all they these ha- draft I mean, they picks? Ha- they had to do that. They had to do that. They had to do that. Give me your two first and I'll call it a day. Yeah. But he'll be moved. Okay. Baseball. This is it, man. This is it. This might opening be it for week. you. This might be the opening week for the rest of your life. You know what's funny is that uh, – we could get a parade in San Diego for San Diego State basketball before we did for Padres baseball or Chargers football. Pretty wild, huh? Oh, yeah. yeah. It is wild but unsurprising. First first parade in, in San, Diego. San Diego sports history would be San Diego State basketball, which, look, I'm not mad at it. But, hey, build a winning culture in San Diego. Title town. Uh, rains and pours. It does. That's what I was thinking about our Texas Longhorns basketball team. Had we won in basketball, it rains, it pours. Football. Carried on to football. Yep. I was anticipating. I still think that even though we didn't win the tournament or not in the Final Four, making that run to the Elite Eight lights a fire under the football team's butt a little bit. It also... I mean, Sarkeesian's front row for that game, like, you know he wants a taste of playoff football. Yeah, and how about, how about guys getting, like, alums that played football and basketball, getting more involved and vocal about the school... Aldridge was involved. TJ Ford is at every game. KD is tweeting every, about every yeah. single game. Like that, that people notice that stuff, and they're like, "That's cool. That's yeah. really cool." Like, oh, I mean, everyone knows that Kevin Durant went to UT. A lot of people forget about TJ Ford. It's one of the best college basketball point guards we've seen in our lifetime. 
It's a wooden award winner. Yeah, but you don't see Steph tweeting about Davidson. Because they're not making a run. Right. Davidson making also, a run. like, you don't see, like, I mean, look, Duke's going to get their guys, but, like, you rarely see, like, the Duke, like, Kyrie's not going out talking about Duke that much, you know? Yeah, he's talking about a lot of other things. Yeah, yeah. John Wall and, like, Boogie aren't, like, Fox talking. Fox doesn't watch college Kentucky. basketball anymore. Oh, yeah, that? yeah, I did see that. He's like, I don't watch college hoops. It's terrible. That's kind of a bad take. Horrible take. Maybe during the regular season I can get on board with that take, but every game in March Madness, except for the ones that UConn has been involved in, have been, good. Have been awesome games. The Gonzaga-UCLA game was an all-timer. Again. Mm-hmm. The Michigan State. Kansas uh, State game. Kansas State game was phenomenal. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, even our game against Miami was good. Yeah. We were on the wrong end of it, but it was a good game. Well, I mean, maybe not with the refs. Okay. So baseball is back. Top five hot takes for the MLB season. I can kick us off. I can kick us off. Sure. I'll give one and then maybe we could go around the horn. My first take the Mariners and the Blue Jays each win their divisions. I don't think that's a poor take. I think you have a better chance with the Blue Jays. Sure. It's because the Astros are the reigning champ. Reigning champs. And there's really not much to change there besides Verlander heading to New York. It's a pretty big change. Cy Young winner. Sure. But Altuve's I mean, missing the first few months. It's a great lineup that they have there, and it's a great rotation they've already had in place. And I know that Verlander is Verlander, but, you know, 40 years old, starts to, starts to catch up a little bit. But last, but, they were missing, but last year they had him, and he won the Cy Young. Best pitcher in baseball last year. Okay. So I think the Mariners, with their re- they have a deep rotation. Good mix of vets and young guys. I think their lineup is solid. Room for improvement, of course. You also can't count out the Rangers, too. Made Thank a you. Lot I don't of, think they. I don't think they make that jump, but that's my hot take. I love the Jays. I would say, like, based off of the personnel of each club, shouldn't the Rangers be the second best team in that division? No. The, no. The, the Mariners are very just balanced throughout their yeah. entire life. Like their rotation is sick. Luis Castillo, Ray, Gilbert, Kirby. They have a great, and then they have a great staff. Julio Rodriguez out there in center field. You know, Ty so France had a resurgence here. They brought Teoscar Hernandez in. Yep, that's they brought it. in Colton Wong. They're they're good. They're legit. You wouldn't lean lineup to the Rangers though. Um. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but I would lean depth of rotation. You got to see what Degrom looks like too. Got to see what Degrom looks like in the AL. Got to see him healthy. I got there. I think the Rangers. I feel like that still feels a little ahead of schedule, though, for the for the. Hey, it's a hot take though. It's a hot take. Good hot, hot take. take. Good hot it's take. A good hot take. You're Blue up. Jays, I like though. They would have to, you know, surpass the Yankees. But other than that, like I think they're the they're the second best team in there. And that's a good division too. I mean, the Rays are always great, and you know the Orioles were great last year. And unfortunately, I think your Red Sox are going to be at the bottom there. No, I don't think so. Do you think the Orioles will be back at the bottom? Yes, but. I think it's going to be a tight race there. What's your hot take, Alex? This one. My hot take is that we're going to get, I don't necessarily know if this is super hot, but we're going to get movement on mid, mid-season movement. I don't know if it's going to be, get executed in the, in the middle of the season, but the conversations are going to get started, and they'll, they'll be very real on both Trout and Otani. I'll say that was my second hot take. Otani and Trout won't be teammates come August. Is that that hot though? Pretty hot. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's more. I think it's. It's less a hot take and more just like an important thing that's going to happen in baseball. Yeah. That will. That will then be a massive domino. And I'm saying not just Otani because that's 
We've been talking about that, but I think both of them. Yeah. Well, I know, but we've, we've been discussing both of them. To me, honestly, it's crazy to say, I kind of feel like tr- there's a higher likelihood that Trout gets moved before Otani. I don't think that's crazy. Dude. Why wouldn't you build a, on Otani and you have him? Like, dude, ha- he's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I don't, no, I, I like that. I like that a lot. If Trout, who has had some injury issues the past few seasons. Getting older. Getting older. If he's fully healthy and killing it, I would sell high. Right. I would sell he's high. also locked up for a lot of years, too. So, like, you're, you're playing with a lot more there. Like, you can demand a, a way bigger package in return, I think, than you can for Otani. Because Otani, there's no guarantee that you resign him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, obviously you trade for him with the intention of trying to get off that, go after the extension. But if you're trading for him at the deadline, you're only getting less than half the season for him realistically locked in. So with Trout, you know, you could block him up for the rest of his career. Mm. He's still Mike Trout. Yeah. So he give is, us one. Nick, one he for is you. still Mike Trout. Yeah. He still is <laughs> that dude. Yeah, one for you, Nick. Um, all right. Hot take. Yeah. Scherzer and Verlander will not be all-stars. Wow. All right, spicy boy. I think the, uh, the age cuts up, cut, catches up at some point. As they say in the, old, in the old state of Texas, the chickens have come to roost. At least three guys will have 200-plus hits. It's not, like a, it's not like a spice level like that. But we had none last year. I think Freddie Freeman's a good, good option, despite you thinking the Red Sox will stink. I think Devers. Bo Bichette. a great pick. I think if McNeil could see 150-plus games, I think he's a sneaky pick. I think we'll see guys go over 200 hits. We didn't see, we didn't see a single guy do it last year. Trey Turner, maybe? Yeah. I see it. I'm curious. I'm curious. Hoskins, Harper, I'm curious about that team. Um, Toss, you want to throw one out? Yeah, I think the Mets end up the third best team record-wise in, the, in that division. So you think it's Braves? Third in the division? Oh, wow. I think the Braves are going to win that division, too. The Diaz injury is a death blow. Nick? <clears throat> I've just seen that team has rotten luck. Rotten luck. Yeah. I kind of want to stay in that division and say the Phillies missed the playoffs. That was going to be one of they, mine. They're going to start slow. I know I mentioned Trey Turner, but he might be the only shining you know, light to that team right now. It's a good lineup. It's a good rotation, too. But missing Harper till like June or July might you know start. They started slow last year, too. Um. And he missed the second half of the season. He came back around playoff time because he got hurt. I mean, people, yeah, they fired Joe Girardi. They fired Joe Girardi <laughs> midseason, and they made the World Series. Unbelievable. It's insane. Um, so I, I think they, uh, you know, regressed a little bit, and they missed the playoffs. Okay. The rotation, I feel like, is good, but there's way too many good rotations in baseball, and I think that they're going to take a little step back. And a tough division. And if you don't have Harper and the Braves – and the Mets can rack up wins on you. I mean, they can't. Freed, Strider, uh, Kyle Wright, the Braves have as good of a rotation as I feel they like, do. I feel like Acuna's Don't kinda, count the Marlins either. Do. Could be a little sneaky there. Okay. Yeah. I think they're going to – I think they're, they could be a surprising team. Hmm. I think the Royals and the Reds could be more surprising than people give them credit for. It's not a hot take. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, I'll stick with, like, going back to your Otani take. I think the Brewers are major sellers at the deadline. Yeah. Woodruff, Peralta, Burns, Devwell. I mean, they could really 
really make a, a nice farm system. And they're yeah. not gonna they're not gonna be catch the Cardinals. The Cardinals are better than they are for sure. I'd be interested to see if anyone is willing to take on a portion of Yelich's contract to bring in Williams or Burns. Yeah, and then maybe throw some packages. Yelich was like good. Like, Yelich was like good. Like, not worth the money, but good yeah, last year. But I mean, like you're gonna have to eat a lot of salary if you're the Brewers to get rid yes. of him. Yes, eat some of the salary, but yes, you're gonna have to package Yelich with one of those guys. It's a great point. Toss back. How to old you. is he? Yelich, 31, 32. Yeah, not that old. I could do a double check for you, for you guys right now. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love that. <laughs> uh, what's your hot take? I really, really need to know. Um, he's 31. Okay, thank, thank, thank you. Thank God. Thank God you're here. <laughs> I'm going to say that Aaron Judge will not lead the league in home runs this Ooh, season. Ooh, who's going to be? I like that. I like that. Who's going to be? Pick a guy. Pick a guy. I like um, Mike Trout. I mean, honestly, that's if he stays healthy. He had pick. 40 home runs last year and right. missed a ton of games. The pace that he was on was good, pretty unbelievable. It's a good pick for pace. But I like I like Alvarez taking like a true yeah jump. True jump yeah if he's healthy and being like true. at the end of the year wow this guy's one of the you know five mm. best position players in baseball. He might, he's close but yeah I love Alvarez he's awesome. All right this is a a hot take that has nothing to do with any teams or any any players okay. or any. Winning or anything out of the, the box. The MLB has the best ratings that they've ever had this season in viewership. Love that. More people watched the World Series last year than the NBA Finals and World Baseball Classic. Really got people excited across the world, and I think across the world, all over the world, across um, the world. I really think that this is the year that a lot of people can't really find out who is like the the odds on favorite right like everyone's like the dodgers the dodgers the dodgers dodgers take a big step back and you could say that hurts baseball if the dodgers are in the world series but screw that i'm in for parody i want to see the entire country you know get behind their teams um of course new york is going to be vying too and that's always good when new york is good so i really think that baseball viewership is going to take a big spike up and you know we're, we're just so spoiled now with so many great superstars in this game and, you know, the magnifying glass is going to be on Otani and Trout to see how their season's going and if they end up on different teams. And there's so many good stories, like with the Padres and Tatis coming back after missing a full season and Juan Soto looking for an extension and Manny Machado just got his thing and you got Trey Turner going over to the Phillies. So it's going to be a very interesting season full of great storylines, and I think the ratings are going to be massive. Is this the – of the major four sports – professional sports in the United States, um, most parity within, in comparison to the, the other three leagues, the NHL, the NBA, and the NFL? Yeah, so that was going to be my fifth point. I think so. Right? Yes. Like true, like you're saying that the Mariners could win the division, right? Well, I'm about to and if they can win the division, then you would, you would expect that's a team that could potentially make it all the way to the World Series. Yes. Phillies made it to the World Series last year. Correct. They fired their coach. Like, we're, we're already seeing it, but I think even more so as these young stars become guys like J-Rod and, and other guys out there. You have six teams in the NL. Pods, Dodgers, Cards, Mets, Braves, Phillies that could win it. It's pretty good. I think my next take was... And you don't feel like any of those that you just named are like a, a stretch? No. Yeah. I would not be shocked if any of those teams won. Or made it, at least. 
I think my other hot take was despite not winning the division, the Rays were going to make the ALCS. So in my mind, in the AL, you have the Strohs, the Mariners. The Yankees. Yankees, the Jays, the Guardians. The Guardians, to me, are a lock to win that division. The Guardians might have... They could have end up having the best infield in baseball. Yeah. It's pretty good. Bell, Jimenez, Naylor. He was he with the pods? Yep, he was. He's pretty nice, honestly. And then obviously Jose Ramirez is a stud. And Rosario's good. Um, and so the Jays, the Rays, the Yanks, the Guardians, the Strohs, and the Mariners. And I think that the White Sox are more fun than they were last year with a little pressure off. And I think and a little drunk manager. And I think the Jers are solid. And I think the Red Sox play some games. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Parody. Um All right. I'm in for that. Western Conference basketball. Wait, you got all five of your, your hot your hot oh, takes? Oh, sorry. Did I skip these? You want one more? Yeah, I got all five of mine. Okay. They were. I don't think you got all five. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we were all in agreement. On I got some of, out there. You got some. You, got, you threw some out there. We threw a lot out there. Good chatter. I'm curious to see if the Scherzer for Orlando one happens. That would be a disaster for the New York Mets. Yeah, it's the Mets. Rooting for, rooting for disaster. Um, okay. Oh, I have these teams on my list. Mavs, Grizz, Clippers, Lakeshore. Let's just let's start with the Mavs. Yeah, currently out of the plane. They are 36 and 39. They would retain right now if the season ended the top 10 protected pick that they traded to the New York Knicks for Kristaps Porzingis. Would which you, would you be into that? Absolutely. Need that. So you I, want them to miss the playoffs? I would love to. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm nice. in tank. I'm in full tank mode right now. We cannot. This current iteration of the roster, before even pre Kyrie trade, I I would say the exact same thing. Cannot play good enough defense to get us back to the Western Conference Finals past the first round. Like it wasn't. To me. I think that our, our, all of our blemishes that the Mavs organization and team currently has were enhanced by this Kyrie trade. Um, I don't think it's something that like, I feel as a Mavs fan and as a, just a lover of the NBA and basketball that, like, that Nico, Nico Harrison should have done something different. I think you kind of had to do this. You kind of had to, to make that move. You had to give it a shot to get him somebody. 100%. And he hasn't played with a, another guy that when he's on the court, and he, for the most part, has been. He, he missed a couple of games because he had a close friend die, and he missed a, uh, you know, a couple other games because he had plantar fasciitis, which is mm. reasonable. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that we have some serious things to address need a long hard look in the mirror some of that's going to have to be from the from the very the tip top mark cuban he's a very stubborn guy he's done things his way um and i think it's kind of bit him bit him in the ass you multiple over, times you overshot it how long is Kyrie under contract i know there's no guarantee that he actually plays for you guys next season because obviously we he's, see people he'll be an unrestricted free agent this offseason he's oh he's yeah. done okay. yeah, yeah he could go to me y'all we're picking in the top five when you guys got Luca, and then immediately shot out to contention because he's so good. Right. You still the the second year because the first year he played with like Dirk when he was in his nineteenth season. But that's still even what you never had a proper proper tank. If you're a top five or top ten protected team, there is a chance you get the number one pick, right? 
chance. There's like a 3% chance. Yeah. But even, <laughs> even like at the 10 spot, That'd I mean, this insane. is a team that Wendy has been, has been ailing for just young talent to put alongside Luca or even just to have on our, on our roster. Grady Dick. A guy like Mavs player. Grady Dick would be awesome. <laughs> and that's a guy that can the shoot the three. Guy. He's got good size. Dallas like Dick. <laughs> Getting dick down in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. It's, Let's I, make I, it I don't happen. think we need to discuss it anymore after that. I think Grady No, so, that, so that's where I house. am on the team is I'm, I'm content with us tanking, and I think that it's not what you want from a narrative standpoint. Like, it's not something that we see happen often from a Luca narrative standpoint, from a Luca career standpoint, and what he could potentially become in the talks of, like, in the talks of NBA legends, right? Because I think he's that talented. Um, if he wins a few rings, like, you know, that's a guy that that we've talked about it before, like can sneak into the top 20 all time if he plays for 15 years at the same level that he's played the first five years of his career. I hope you all get Jokic. So what? I want you all to get Jokic. I want Luka and Jokic to play together. That's not going to happen. I know. But, yeah, I'm... I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, what would it I'm take? F- I'm fine with where we are. <laughs> what would it take? If you had it, seriously, if you had that top ten protected pick, you package that in with more picks and we don't have players. We don't have enough. We don't have enough. Untradeable. Him and Bede and Giannis are untradeable at the moment. Damn, Luca. And Luca, we cannot. Just the packages would be too big. It, 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 cities. Yeah. You'd, I. You'd, I. You know that you'd have to give up. You'd have to give up the skyline. <laughs> To right. get Jokic. Top, top skyline out there. That's been a while since that report came out. I yeah, think that was about was, 10 years yeah, ago. No, but I, I definitely do think that um, what I was saying about the narrative aspect of it is if he does not make the play-in, and I think most hoop heads would, would agree he's top five player in basketball, that's a massive failure. The play-in, yeah. Because cause he's, he's going to play over 60 he's games. It's not like he was out the entire season with an injury. Like, how many times has a team where LeBron played fifty plus games, Giannis played fifty plus games, and beat not even made it, not even been a top ten seed? Top ten seed? They, LeBron is. When was the last time LeBron has played? The only time games? was the Lakers when they, when he got hurt for like the entire season. Yeah, but he. I mean, I guess like talk about top five players where that's happened. Like there were a couple seasons where Kobe, and the rest of that team was so bad. Where he they was, were, he was always like a five hundred team. Except those couple of years, but he was he, it was ACL stuff and yeah yeah yeah. Uh, I do want to hit on the Grizzlies really quickly. Yeah, John Morant came. He's he's back. He's playing. I hated that. I hated that. Like, they, they welcomed back. He welcomed them back like he came back from injury. There was no like, there's no repercussions. There's no. He died on the mental hill. The mental health, you know, hill. Which I get that there's a lot of pressure on you. Yeah, it's not a quick fix though. It's not a quick fix, and I think that they recommend. I think that the way that he was welcomed back is if he did nothing wrong. And I, I, the eight games was nothing. I, I really thought that, that was in poor taste. The players quickly jumped to his aid. Adam Silver can't do anything about it because the players run league. When it, when it goes great, it goes great. When it goes like this, and you know, they basically say that he he can't do no wrong, and they and they side with him. That. It, it did not. I don't think it was beneficial. I think a joke was made of it, and I think it, I, I just thought. It was so you important. think like he's not gonna change? Do you think that he needed to learn his lesson sure a little bit could. more? But I think I, I I think he could change, but I do think he needed to learn. Like they were making jokes about his dad being on the sideline with no alcohol. It's like, dude, like it wasn't like the one instance. You know how dumb you have to be 
not to beat a dead horse, to go on Instagram Live with a gun. It's, it'd be the thing is, it's not even just that. It was all season long. Like, the whole instance was Shannon Sharp all season and, like, just game like like the the basketball court thing like with the 17 year old or 16 year old the the laser pointers it was just all it was a it was a mountain of stuff building and i just think that the way that he was welcomed back and post-game press it just rubbed me the wrong way it rubbed me the wrong way i think that I, i don't i didn't see someone that was remorseful i thought someone i saw someone that was like i can't believe i was suspended for eight games i should be welcomed back with open arms Mm -hmm. but on a light note baseball's back March Madness Final Four, we'll see you next weekend. And it is Monday, and we are the Charity Stripe. So, fans out there, drag both feet inbound, swing on a full count, rip that puck, hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they're free, and hit your free throws. Why, guys? Because they're free. And because, because, they because you got fouled a lot. Because you got fouled a lot. We <laughs> <laughs> actually <we> love you. <laughs>